What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Decode Podcast. Uh, back after a little bit of a break. Tiny break. A small, tiny break with new things. We got, like, all these cool things around us now. We got our, our chat display and everything, and uh, we got our... Those clickable? I have no idea. I have no idea if they're clickable <laughs> or not. I don't know. I don't know where 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 is it? I gotta I gotta I gotta figure out where. Other uh, side. This yes. one, yeah. So that I don't know if these things are clickable. Yeah, I have these no idea either. <laughs> anyway, guys, welcome to the Decode Podcast. Uh, I like to see that my son's in. He won an award at school today. Nice. He got a an, an award for wisdom and respect. That's good. Because he behaves in class like a good kid. Hey, I didn't behave in class? Because I didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was the troublemaker You, you were class. a troublemaker. Yes, I was. I was delinquent in school. <laughs> Getting into fights all the time. Um, <laughs> I wish I was joking. Anyways, uh, we got a, a nice show for you guys today. We got a uh, little bit of gaming news to get into, plus a couple of games to talk about. Uh, the main one we're going to discuss uh, towards the end of the show is the new God of War, Ragnarok, which, uh, if you've been following the news, is officially coming out next Wednesday. Uh, reviews went live today. Uh, mine is not going to be up until, as of this recording, tomorrow, Friday. Uh, yeah. We record on Thursdays. Uh, every Thursday from the Waypoint Cafe here at 65 Ludlow Street, where we are coming to you. Live. I'm a little tired. It's been a long work week, and uh, I've been playing a lot of games. So my sleep schedule has been very, 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 very messed up. What have you been playing? <laughs> it's funny you should mention that, Gino. Yeah. Let's talk about what we've been playing. <laughs> uh, aside from the aforementioned titular God of War Ragnarok, which I picked up the past two days thanks to a good buddy of mine. She's uh, her review is up on um. I think she put it on. I don't know if hers went on Kotaku or Polygon, but uh, mm-hmm. it's a good friend of mine. And uh, she sent me the the her account so I can play it on my PlayStation. So uh, I, I played the PS4 version because I have a PS5. Oh, yeah, that's um, fair. I'm gonna probably pick up the PS5 version when it comes out. Uh, but I got to play it for the past two days. I speed line through it, so I don't have any idea of like what the side quest stuff is. But the mainline story, I know. I uh, had a lot of fun with that. It's just good. That's all you have to know. Yeah, <laughs> the game's good. We'll talk more about it later on in the show when I I, I get I give my actual personal thoughts on God of War. Uh, but I've been playing through. I played through Bayonetta three, which was okay. No, nothing, nothing to write that's about. That. That's par for it's, it's Bayonetta. Like, it's Bayonetta. Like that's. <laughs> I have so much to say about that debacle and everything. Yeah. We'll talk about the uh, the voice acting debacle in just a little bit. Um, what else did I play? I mean, I've been playing the usual stuff like Destiny and Fall Guys. Uh, I think Bayonetta is like the most recent new thing I've played. But that comes didn't to Destiny mind. have like a, a well, controversy ha- recently over like the Halloween event or something? Well, the the, the not a, not so much a controversy. It's just that the uh, the what Halloween event was bugged oh, for no. a couple of days. Uh, okay. And it's not like they're gonna do an extension or anything because like the stuff to do in the game is pretty easy yeah. to do if you're like a dedicated player. Yeah. 
Um, it's always next year. But there are. My biggest thing was the season itself had some issues. Okay. And I don't like that they're not extending the season a little bit because some of the stuff to do in the season is time consuming. And there's a particular set of triumphs in the season that, like, unless your teammates know what to do, what to do, you're not going to complete that triumph. Okay, that's and in the special mode, which is called uh, expeditions, yeah. Um, when you're when the timer reaches a certain limit, you have to kill a special enemy that shows up called the Rufian. And two, about two can spawn per encounter. Is it like a loot goblet in Diablo? No, I mean, in terms of, like, how random how, how it spawns. spawns? Yeah. Okay. The Luke Goblin in Diablo. So, um... At a cow it's a, level. It, it's a champion that, uh, if you kill it, you get, like, extra points and stuff like that for that particular mode. Um, but it only shows up when the timer's at a certain level and you haven't finished putting all the treasure in the little, like, mm, bank or whatever. Okay. So what ends up happening is it'll spawn, and if your teammates don't know that, that you're trying to kill the Rufian, they'll keep throwing the treasure in the bank, and once the bank is full, it goes it away. despawns, it goes away. There'll be times that I'm actually sitting there waiting to kill this Rufian. He'll pop up, I'm like, yeah, it's finally a Rufian, because you got to kill 50 of these for the triumph. Yeah. And then my teammates are just still throwing them, and I'm like, I'm trying not to shoot them to like, stop, th- kill this thing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it works better if you want to play... If you do it with like other people, with who, friends in voice chat and everything, yeah. yeah. Um, the problem is it's it's extremely time consuming. Like, I feel like I feel like Destiny would do well if it had a. And this this is the thing that that I have to say. A text chat box would do well in the game because you want to be an MMO. So it has a text box chat. Oh, now it does. Yeah, about time. <laughs> <laughs> they added that in this past season. <laughs> oh, maybe they, maybe they finally realized. Oh, maybe we should let people communicate with each other. So there is a text chat that you know you have also the in-game chat, um, but you just have a lot of people who don't play mic'd up or anything, and they just play just to play. So yeah, yeah. I don't think a lot of them even like. No, but read. like it, like how in Final Fantasy you have like little yeah shadow box. It's always in the corner. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> That's what you need. Just like our chat, <laughs> this yeah. thing right here. <laughs> yeah. There. <laughs> I'm coming from it. Your hand comes out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's about it that I can recall that I've played. I know there was something else I played, but I didn't like it, and I think that's why I'm just just like, oh, yeah, um, Tales from the Borderlands, the new one. Is that good? No. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, they got to put these out because they're making the movie. That's right. I forgot about that movie. I was so hype over the Silent Hill news from a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I genuinely like that they're doing Silent Hill, but I also generally had to tell everyone, like, the reason why we haven't had a Silent Hill in a long time is this is a very kind of one-and-done story if you really think about it. Yeah. The characters, the, like, Pyramid Head is specifically the two. <laughs> right. And they're like, oh, but they can include him. Like, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> These are kind of all kind of self-contained. Not like Resident Evil. I think that the issue with Silent Hill was... Um, it's based in upstate New York, in a, an area known as Uniontown in Appalachia. No, when it came to the games, at least, um, the studios went with things that, on paper, were nice ideas. Like, if you look at Silent Hill Downpour, for example... The idea that there's no map and you're literally lost in the town. 
I get that what they were going for to make you feel like you were lost in the town. But that's also kind of annoying when it comes to a video game standpoint where counterpoint counterpoint. They were just ahead of the time for roguelikes. Not only that, but I think they were also ahead of the time because if you look at like the current school of open world design, yeah, what's a map? What's a map? Like, I mean, you bring up a map, but like, it's not like you could just there. Yeah. But like in this Silent Hill, there's no map. Yeah. In Downpour, there is no map. Good. So if you find memorize stuff, yeah, you have to like you, you found a door and it was like this is the maple door. Okay, cool. And then you find the maple key. You gotta remember it's not the maple show door. you on a map anywhere that you have to take this maple key back to the maple door. Yeah, you, you have that. to remember that you got to take it back to the maple door. Um, good. So I think I think that turned a lot of people off from Downpour. Okay, but here's the thing: like we need games. That are like, there's a lot of old school RPGs that were like that. Yes. And I love that kind of design because it's just like, oh yeah, you're making me think. You're challenging me. Not in the sense of giving me bullet sponges. You're challenging me to actually think while I play video games. Yeah. It helps. I don't know if I want that in my Silent Hill games though. I would, I love, in horror it makes the most sense. Puzzles, yeah, I guess. I don't know, I like maps. (laughs) I mean, for what's it called? Uh, some of like a lot of the um, uh, Gary's Mob like horror games. Yeah, they don't have maps. It's just like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Pats you on the back. Good luck. Yeah. Speaking of horror games, uh, the the trailer dropped today for the new Bendy, uh, Bendy and the Dark Revival. No, no more. <laughs> I'm excited. That whole genre of games, just like. Because FNAF, all of those games. Yeah. It, I just sit here, I'm just like, that is a level of horror that hits too close to home. I mean, Bendy's like a cartoon character. Bendy's the Phantom Blot. Take it to the most logical extreme. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Well, like Poppy's uh, playtime? Yeah. <laughs> Animatronics is scary. Finance at Freddy. There's so many of those games. Yeah, but you know why I fear animatronics, right? No, why? Uh, Jurassic Park. You know the T Rex story. So they were working. There was a guy working on the animatronic, and he accidentally sparked something with static electricity that the animatronic moved and shut. He was in the mouth, and it shuts and lifts him up, so he slides. So everyone's thinking that he's dead. <laughs> he knew to curl up into a ball so that all these like swinging arms and gears and everything just don't crush him. <laughs> Scary. Like legitimately, like he's like, yeah, I'm lucky. I'm like, yeah, no, that that story alone has made me fearful of animatronics. They're cool, but dangerous, especially if they're bigger than you. <laughs> I know you haven't had a, a chance to play anything these past couple. Of uh, weeks. I've actually been playing. Um, I've been going through still retro games, yeah. but I've been going through my um. What's the, I I have a, a folder called unlicensed games by Nintendo. Okay. And these are normally prototypes that have been leaked, developer prototypes, uh, pitch games, things like that. I have a bunch of them from the NES. They're all AV games. And that's as much as I'm going to say. And they're all from Koei. Not Koei Tecmo. Koei. Before they merged. Before they merged. (laughs) So you can all put those two together. (laughs) <laughs> they're educational completely educational especially about human anatomy 
<laughs> and Mahjong and betting. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of, I'm going to say this, there's a lot of adult games that I genuinely believe should be allowed to be streamed because they came up with really cool combat mechanics, especially some of the RPGs. A lot of them come up with combat mechanics that require like gambling or betting. And then when you when you see this, you look at this, you're like, wait, this makes sense. You could throw this into another game. Most puzzle games held back to actually a bunch of AV dating sim games. <laughs> We're figuring out puzzles and all that. Same thing with. Um, Kingdom Hearts's entire battle system. The the action, like you still have the menu, but yeah. it's still an RPG, but it's still like action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that comes from another like dating sim, monster sim game, monster girl game. Yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> and it's also one of the few games that also um, from the same company from Alisoft um, utilized the Vita to its full capacity. Interesting. Using both the back touch screens and the front touch screens. Yeah. That's how you captured people. It was a Pokemon like club. Look, I, I played <laughs> by tickling people. I, 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 <laughs> I've played the Senron Kagura games on Vita, so I know. What D- yeah. <laughs> but again, it has like, a pinch mechanic. What exactly you're pinching? I'm not gonna say out yeah. here. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, but like, like I said to people all the time, I'm like, I know it's like, oh, it's lewd games. I'm like, yeah, but. Some of the best game developers come out of these things. Some of the best game ideas come from there. Some of the best, uh, what, what, what was it again? Um, one of the biggest franchises came from lewd games. Fate. The entire Fate series. Yes. Go look up the original visual novels. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're not bad. They're just very adult themed. Yes, extremely. Anyway, let's get on with uh, some news. Uh, let's talk about this Bayonetta tobacco that's been <laughs> happening. Because okay, before anything, this is this is my stance. Yes, voice actors get the short end of the stick. Yes, you should follow the pricing guide to SAG-AFTRA, the whole union, everything like that. There is no question about that. The question comes in when you start lying to get your way. I'm just trying to figure out like what was the goal? Taylor's goal in all of this. Money. More money. Cause it's just weird that she hasn't had a oh pardon me. She hasn't had a role since Bayonetta 2. Did you notice that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. She hasn't had a role since Bayonetta 2. Yeah, so like my my questions come from like why lie about it one? Uh, why exaggerate about the pay rate too? Actually, she didn't exaggerate the pay rate. The pay rate was four thousand dollars per hour session. Okay. But my understanding, they're like, oh yeah, she's only getting paid four thousand dollars for one hour. A session goes from like four to five hours. Yeah. That's four thousand dollars. Every hour across five hours across multiple days. Yeah. So then that's like then from what I heard, from what I understand too, she was also upset that like they were gonna go with a different voice actor and have her do like do it as a cameo. Yeah. And uh people were like, Why would 
the original voice actor of Bayonetta be cameo, be a cameo, and now it kind of makes sense. And now, if you play the game, yeah, it, it makes, makes sense, sense because there's multiple Bayonettas in the game. So I guess they wanted to go with like uh, they uh, who is it? Uh, Jennifer, is it Jennifer Hale, Jennifer Hale, who yeah. is the, the, the yeah. Bayonetta in three, and then have Helena Taylor be the other Bayonetta well, that show up in the game. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's what they were going for, rather than have. But she would have known if she read the script. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing. The thing that upsets me the most is that everyone's laughing that they bullied Kami off of Twitter and then he came back and I'm like, and now there are people who are taking the blocking by Kamiya too far, in my opinion. So for those of you, so the whole thing with Kamiya is he just doesn't want to deal with people's BS. Like, it's, not, it's not just that. The reason why he does not take questions on Twitter in other languages other than Japanese is because He's even said it himself. His English is not great. He doesn't want to write something and it be taken out of context. He doesn't want to answer the same question 45 times. Because trust me, the reason why he started the block list was because everyone was asking him, you, you pesky Nintendo fans, I love you but also hate you. When's Bayonetta 3? On things, it's like, hey, I ate ramen today. When's Bayonetta 3? How would you like that? Like you're talking, like, hey, my son won an award. Hey, Ken, when's when's Bayonetta three? Like, as a response to every single thing you do all day long, that just shows up. Yeah, in a language you can't actually read, <laughs> and you just sit here and you're just like, yeah, no, I'd get annoyed too. Not the man is not xenophobic. The man is not racist. The man is not nothing. <laughs> He's just a tired. He's tired. Tired, tired grumpy man. <laughs> like let the man alone please he wants to make his video games and rest in peace my man wants to dress as a common writer and a little, he dresses like a common writer <laughs> my man wants to dress like a common writer and make common writer games all right he wants to make toho games yeah he's already done the you know he, we had the the henshin game we have we have common writer with um beautiful joe and then you have Super Sentai, Sentai with, with Wonderful 101. And now we get the Ultraman giant monster thing fighting game. With, I forget the title. What I this one is called. I forgot what it's called, too. Yeah. Project something. Yeah. Which that game should be fun. I it should be fun. I just, I just want to. And the other thing that drives me nuts is like everyone believes that every Nintendo property is gold. I'm here to tell you Bayonetta is not an original Nintendo IP. Nintendo is probably only making for the first time profit off of Bayonetta with the third game. Yes. Because the first game was Sega's. So Sega makes most of the money. Even if they get republished, Sega makes most of the money. Um, the second game, Nintendo took at a loss. They covered the entire development cost for the sole fact, the sole fact, so that they could have the IP at the end. They probably made more money off of Bayonetta as a DLC character. They probably have. For Smash. <laughs> That's funny. But it's like, and everyone's like, oh, but Bayonetta 2 sold so well. I'm like, it was on the Wii U. Like, I'm an avid Nintendo fan. The Wii U did not sell. Yeah. Oh, but they ported it to the Switch. That also didn't sell that well. 90,000 copies in the first week is not a good sales week. Like, I hate to break it to everyone. Especially when you compare it. I mean, 
it's tough to compare it to like a lot of like the uh, the big no no AAA no no, no, no. Compa- I'm going to compare it to another Nintendo game. Compare it to like Pokemon, which is not considered a triple A game. Debatable, but go on. Um, the reason why Pokemon is not considered a triple A game is because it's n- namely specifically aimed at children. That is the only reason why. Just which is dumb. I know it's dumb, but that that's what the general community, the general what's it called community has stated. That's... It is dumb, but um, it's considered a double A game. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, compare it to Pokemon, and it's just like yeah, Pokemon sells like hand over fist. Yeah. Pokemon sells like water. Yeah. In a desert. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like I'm sorry, man, that is not a top selling game regardless of what everyone thinks yeah i mean it's a very niche franchise that is i I feel like there's a collective memory loss of the entire like from gamecube era to the end of the ps3 era (laughs) am i wrong i mean i'm i remember all that stuff. i remember all that stuff i have people telling me like yeah the gamecube was one of nintendo's best systems ever i'm like then where were you the GameCube almost bankrupted Nintendo. I mean, for all intent and purpose, like the GameCube was a flop. The game, no, it one hundred percent was a flop. I enjoyed, like personally, personally, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the, GameCube. the GameCube games. I thought it was there. I personally thought it was their best system. Yeah, but was it their best system? No. no. It actually, I think the GameCube only did well after it died. Yes, because the nostalgia factor. Nostalgia factor, but the fact that the Wii had instant backwards compatibility. With yeah. It. Um, there was that. Then there was the um, what's it called? So you had access to both libraries. That's why. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also the fact that like, not every Nintendo IP sells well. The reason why we go years without. Good example, Metroid. Well, a lot of that is also attributed to the fact that. A lot of Nintendo's studios are yeah. small, and yeah. a lot of people don't. A lot of people fail to understand that Nintendo has small studios working on these games, and they take it one game at a time. Mm-hmm. So they sit on this game, they work on it for like a couple of years, they take a little break, and then they go do something else. Yeah. Um. So you you look at uh how which is. The guys that make Smash, right? Well, now well, it's not, Bandai. That, this is Bandai Namco, but yeah. uh, you had well, they made a Kirby. Uh, yeah, they made the Kirby game. They made the Kirby game, and before that, it was like the side scroller. Yep, or something like that, right? So, like they take it like one game at a time. Yeah, and the thing is, it's not like it's it's not like like I said, not every single Nintendo IP is worth millions and millions of dollars. I'll be quite honest with you. The recent Metroid game is the best-selling Metroid game of all time. Metroid Dread, right. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, but Prime. I'm like, Prime lost to Animal Crossing. On the game. I want you to understand this. Animal Crossing, an N64 port to the GameCube that they did on the down low, only because they're like, hey, we need a game for the holiday season. They released Animal Crossing, and it it beat... Metroid Prime, the first one, by a hundred thousand units. <laughs> and then this goes back to Bayonetta. Like 
the Xbox 360 version did very well. The PS3 version was terrible. Yeah, because it had the worst frame rate out it of it. had the firmware, yeah. But that's because PS3 hardware, I'll be quite honest with you, was yeah. an enigma. But it feels like everyone's like, oh, yeah, but it's a Nintendo IP. I'm like, no, it was Sega. And even Sega straight up said, this did terribly. This is a write-off game. It's going shelf. <laughs> People forget. Nintendo met with, with Platinum Games to talk about Wonderful 101 and a few other games. Saw Bayonetta, contacted Sega, and like, hey, we want this IP. Well, if you want two, we want majority of the profit share. Fine. After that, we'll have the IP. Cool. Yep. I, I, that's pretty much the that's, cliff. That was the cliff notes of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the cliff notes. Of, like, you, Nintendo's made no money off of this IP. <laughs> but you know, specifically, one of the reasons they went after Bayonetta was uh, they knew that they wanted at least one type of mature More, property. Yeah. And I remember the game being such a controversial game because it had what was what was nicknamed one handed mode. The easy easy automatic mode. Yeah. You just push the button. But you push the button. And I was like, oh, why does it have that? We all know why it had that. Because booty. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Go through some uh, gaming news. Let's. uh. Check out what we got coming on. Uh, let's start on the right over here. So we got uh, some sad news from Rocksteady. Uh, the developers that have made the Arkham Trilogy uh, and are currently... Well, the game's like probably done by now. The game has gone gold. They're just doing bug fixes at this yeah, point. So the developers of Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, the Rocksteady... Co-founders Sefton Hill and Jamie Walker have announced that they are departing from the studio that they've made famous, which is, uh, this is not great news when you think about it. Um, I wonder how much of it is because Warner Brothers, because of the new uh, Discovery CEO. I think a lot of it has to do with that. Um, or maybe they're just like tired, you know, I, I genuinely believe that it, because the Rocksteady studio is very much animation forward right like the guys always said like that yeah that kind of work environment will take your toll on a studio mm-hmm. so um it does me a little sad because they made some really good games i was hoping they would continue to do more things which they probably will i you know. 100 100 uh discovery to drive the dc brand into the ground well see you would think that but then you have re- the recent news that happened where they hired James Gunn to be sort of like their Kevin Feige. Yeah, here's the thing. You could hire someone to do that, and that's perfectly fine. Now, are you really going to... Now, are you going to approve everything is the real question. So James Gunn literally went <laughs> on record and said, I took the job, but he, he said he had three prerequisites before he would say yes. Good. The first one was, you guys leave me the heck alone. <laughs> It's like, I want a blank check. I want this much amount of white powder and you leave me alone. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The second thing was like, you know, I don't want to do this on my own. You got to have somebody who specifically just handles the deal making. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Because he just wants to do the the actual creative creative stuff, the creative stuff. He's like, I don't want to deal with like board meetings. business. I don't want to do a business. Just let me do the creative things. Yeah. And uh, I think the third one was um, get back Henry Cavill. Which they did. <laughs> you know why he left The Witcher? Well, so two two reasons. One, obviously, the Superman stuff is gonna which is fine, which, which is, is fine, fine, which is fine, because um, you could then like 
You can balance a schedule that way. Yeah. That's not the actual reason. No, the actual reason is there were actual creative differences because he wanted them to really follow the books because he's a the fan books of the books and the games. He likes that and he likes the tabletop and all of that. But the writers of the show actually do not like the books. Nor the games, nor anything. They actually don't like the universe. Yeah. Yeah, make it make sense. What is with people hiring writers or like either not having the rights or just don't like the thing that they're writing? Paychecks. I because uh, this reminds me of the what's it called situation. Like I heard I, the Lord of the Rings series. Uh, yeah, which is based off of just one page. Because lo and behold, they didn't get the rights to the actual you know prequel stuff. So. <laughs> Uh, I know this is like separate from gaming news, but I... It's Henry Cavill, it's gaming news. Yeah. <laughs> Technically counts. <laughs> Technically counts. Because we're segueing off of the richer. Uh, but if you look at the two fantasy shows that came out recently, uh, House yeah. of Dragon and um, Rings of Power. Um, House of Dragon, which is a Shrek, which is Shrek 1, <laughs> 2, and 3. Prove me wrong. I've completely derailed this entire podcast. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> um they had they went about it like the right way in terms of like loose creative freedom. Yeah, they went about the it House right. Of yeah. Dragon. Yeah. And then you look at the Rings of Power and you can definitely tell like they had no idea where they wanted to go. Again, it was based off of one page. The, the fact that they got this much material out of one page, I give them kudos. Look, if you can make a movie out of a paragraph from a scrolling text, Rogue One off of Star Wars oh, yeah. The New Hope, you can make a movie off of a page. Mm. Speaking of Star Wars, Take a look at some EA news. Uh, EA making the rounds with a new deal with Marvel. Uh, they're going with a three-game deal. Uh, the first off, which is being Iron Man, which is going to be developed by the current developers of the Dead Space remake, Motive. Uh, the other two games, we don't know what they're going to have. Um... But I wonder if this lead, this has credence to the rumor that Respawn was interested in making a Daredevil game. So maybe that's something we'll see further down If I'm going to get a Daredevil game, I want it to be basically Thief. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> I want it to be Blind Thief. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is an exciting deal for EA. Look, look, look. All I want. All I care about this is the fact that EA is making single player games again. Yes. <laughs> That's all I care. EA, I know you still have that prototype bounty hunter game from Star Wars. Because you don't throw anything out. <laughs> they don't. I mean, currently Respawn's working on the sequel to Fallen Order. Yeah, that's fine. Um, now they have this Marvel deal with uh, three games. I... Okay, I... So it's going to be Iron Man. It's going to be things that sell. They can't do Spider-Man, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Can't do Spider-Man. So it's going to be Iron Man. It's probably going to be Cap. Well, see, I, I thought Captain America also, but we do know that um, 
Amy Hennig's studio, Skydance New Media, yeah. they're working on that Captain America Black Panther World War II game. True. And I think they're also publishing it on their own, too. Um, yeah. So, that, so I don't know if they're going to touch Cap. Iron Man. I'm trying to think of, like, the properties that would fit with the EA School of Design. So, like, I- Iron Man being handled by the Dead Space team makes sense. Yeah. Respawn handling one of the agile characters. I can see them doing Daredevil. That would be one. Um, maybe Black uh, Widow. I don't know. Well, I don't want to say Black Widow, but more like Shield. Maybe I would like a Nick Fury. Cable, a cable game. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like EA's normal design stuff, and it's like it's kind of hard because they haven't done single player games in a very long time. Okay, no. So it could be an X-Men game. Maybe. Yeah, I can see. I can see X-Men. Because if you're handing it to Respawn, you're going to have multiple characters. Think about Titanfall. Think about the things that they've made. Right. You're going to have dynamics that are be like in the way. Think about what they've worked on right now. Mm-hmm. Apex Legends is a perfect example of different characters with different abilities. I could see Respawn doing an X-Men game like that. Like, you pick like your team. You pick your off. team, you go off, things like that, especially if it's a story-based mission. Mm-hmm. Or if it's like, hey, you're following this team, and you're following this team. And they, especially if they do the Sentinel War. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing behind these three games. Giant robots. The thing behind these three games is they're each going to be self-contained. So, you know, the Iron Man game is going to be its own self Oh, thank God we're not story. doing a video game. Whichever universe. second game is going to be its own self-contained story. Cinematic so video game universe. Well, they're obviously not. Um, I think with the, uh, especially over at Sony with Insomniac handling both the Wolverine and Spider-Man games, they confirmed that, like, no, they're yeah, two separate no, they're things. Two separate they're things. not going to cross over Thank or God. anything like that. So I like that they're keeping the games within, like, we're just going to do this Wolverine story. I, wa- I really want them to do, like, I want them to pick a weird character. I, wa- I definitely would love to see something that's, like, not as... Ex- like not as well known, yeah. But like, still has some type of like. Like the fact that we're getting a Black Suns game is incredible to like me. The, the fact that we got Midnight Suns, yeah, Midnight crazy. Suns, yes. yeah. You know, it's cool. Um, Mop Thing game. <laughs> that's DC. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> they have Man Thing. Man Thing. There we go. <laughs> um, which uh, oh the monsters just just do the monsters the as monster a game, verse, right? Yeah, Monsterverse is a game. Come there's, on, there's a lot of stuff that they can pick from. Um. <laughs> I'm excited to see where it goes. I definitely want to see what Iron Man. I feel like the Dead Space devs would do a really good Monsterverse game. I mean, let's see how they do Iron Man, though. Like, that's going to be something. <laughs> Survival horror Iron Man. Yeah. I mean, I played uh, the Iron Man VR game, which was done by uh, a Sony first party studio. Yeah. So that was good. You know, it was cool. My favorite Iron Man game was the movie tie in game. <laughs> Listen, it allowed me to fly around he and throw around, people. Like- he flew around like he was in a Lamaze chair. He's yeah, like, I know. So lazy. I know. But also, the fact that I got to pick up people and throw them. Yeah. I want a Superman You know what game. games are fun? The Hulk game. The Hulk game. Yeah, the Hulk fun. game is actually fun. That was fun. I missed that game. Um, Speaking of Marvel games, uh, back to what we were playing. Oh, yeah. I forgot to talk about Marvel Snap. Oh, yeah. How is that? <laughs> that game is a lot of fun. So it's by... um. Ben Brody, the former Hearthstone developer, he yeah. made a new studio, and this is the game he worked on. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's hard for me to describe, so like, 
if you're a Marvel fan and you like digital card games, I would just say I instantly recommend this game. I mean, the other card game is kind of dead. Which one? The uh, deck building game that they had for a while. When I think of DC. No, Marvel had one. I mean, they have. There's the uh, the versus deck building game. Yeah, that one. That yeah, one's kind of dead. That no, it's still played. Oh, it's still played. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's just Does again, it still get it's new a very, content. I have no idea. Yeah, that's what I mean by it's dead. <laughs> but I know that it's still played. Like they had their world championships. Yeah, I know. Ken I know Kong. it's still played. It's just. I mean, so did Heart. I mean, so did the WoW TCG. No, WoW TCG is all fan made. Like this is actually like upper deck pump putting out oh, a okay. game. Uh, there's the DC deck bending game. I think Upper Deck has the legendary deck yeah, bending yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, That one is kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's EA doing uh, EA things, making single player games again. It's weird. Which is weird. What is it? What is it about my how the tables have turned? <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here expecting, it's like, yeah. It's, it's like, we're wait, I'm sitting here waiting for like Dragon's Age. I'm like, okay, what? what? It's like, okay, you're going to give us a Dragon Age game. And after that, you're gonna go back to your 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 stupid multiplayer stuff, right? You think Bioware right? they're gonna have Bioware make a game? I I would love and hate that. I mean, this is why I find it funny here's, that it's motive making the Iron Man game yeah. when they already have an Iron Man game. Yeah, I know that, that didn't do well, but it's still an Iron Man game. game. Yeah, <laughs> like they could just take Anthem, replace everything in it with the Iron Man, and make it a single player game. <laughs> You mean what it was supposed to be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like, uh, if Bioware was to get a Marvel game, I'd be very, very... It'd have to be Doctor Strange. Yeah. Because that's the only game that would play like an RPG, mm-hmm. like Mass Effect or Dragon's Age. Right. And it's the perfect setting for them. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have to be like... It would have to go to like the weird side of Marvel. Yeah. Um, with Doctor Strange and everything. For real. I agree. It's like, yeah. I almost said Morbius as a game. I'm like, ah. <laughs> it's Morbin time. I, I would rather, what's his name? Um, the Vampire Hunter. Blade? Blade. That would be a nice one. I would rather a Blade game, actually. Yeah, I could do with a Blade-like action game. Yeah. And maybe be like, yeah, adjacent. Because I know Blade deals with Spider-Man because at one point, Craven the Hunter hunts Spider-Man. Right. And Blade's like, hey, I'm here to help you because this guy's trying to kill you for no reason at all. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, yeah, like they could be adjacent, but still deal with like the supernatural stuff. Right. Uh, Sony announced their PlayStation VR. (laughs) The PSVR 2, which is coming out in February it is 23rd. pricey, in my opinion. It's $100 more than what the regular PSVR was. So it's going to be uh, $549.99 for just the basic edition. And then there's also a bundle that comes with uh, the Horizon Call of the Mountain game. That's going to be $599.99. <laughs> Why is it 100 bucks more? I don't know. It's not even backwards compatible with yeah, the exactly. other PSVR games. So that was like the first instant turn off for me too. Uh, it being almost six as much as a PlayStation like, it Five. It is as much as a PlayStation Five. Was another turn off. Um, also, the launch library is kind of like meh. I didn't really see. Like, any- if it came with PC connection, cool. Yeah, I think there's only like one launch title that intrigued me, and that it was like it looked like a. Uh, 
a looter shooter game. There's several looter shooter games. But there's one that's specifically like VR. I don't know if it's on this list here. Uh, Zenith, The Last City. Yeah, so it's a virtual reality MMORPG. That's on PC. It is, right? Yeah. I, I actually have it in my Steam library. I've actually played it. Okay. Um, I mean, there's some cool stuff here. So, like, you have After the Fall, which is a post-apocalyptic co-op shooter. Cities VR Enhanced Edition, which, which is, is on PC. Which is also on PC. Just make this compatible with PC. Like, just sell yeah. it as a headset, please. <laughs> Cosmonius High, which is uh, an adventure title from the makers of Job Simulator. Uh, Crossfire Sierra Squad, which is an, a new VR first-person shooter that's set in the Crossfire franchise. Wait, is it that the... Weird game that you were playing on PlayStation 4 a while back? No. Am I thinking of something? Another you might game. be thinking of something else. Okay. Uh, the Dark Pictures Switchback, which is a roller coaster VR hack action horror shooter by Supermassive. Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue, which is also on PC. Uh, Jurassic World Aftermath. You have The Light Brigade, which is a roguelike first person shooter with procedurally generated levels. Pistol Whip, which is a, a rhythm action game for PSVR 2. And then there's Tentacular, which is a physics-based puzzles game where you play as a giant kraken and you solve puzzles. Cool. So those are the games that are coming out with this system at launch. And that's a good launch. Actually. It's it's a decent launch. It's but a decent launch. For nothing it. at that launch is like anything I need yeah. to rush out and buy this thing. Like for me personally, um, as someone who owns the PSVR, I think it's great. It's a f it, one. The best thing about it is when you compare it to like the price of the PS4, yeah. uh, the, the initial PSVR is basically affordable VR. Yeah. No. Yeah. The, this is this is the problem that I'm having with VR right now is that it's becoming more and more unaffordable again. Yeah. Um, Meta released their new Meta like, but that's really for businesses. Um, that headset. Uh, we don't know what the Quest Three is going to look like, honestly. But I always told Sony, I'm like, Sony, you have an entire laptop series called the Vio series. Just let this work on PC. Yeah. Just make hardware that is cross compatible. The best. And you I won't delegate yourself to like extinction. Yeah. The thing I like the best about this new PSVR is the updated control schematic for it. Yeah. Since now we don't need the. Yeah. The that's that's very much uh, a uh, what's it called? Uh, it's, it's like the Oculus. The Oculus or the um, the Valve ones. Yeah. By the way, those things hurt when swinging those things around. If you do get one, make sure no one's in like striking distance of you. Because I've been clocked in the head by those things and those things hurt. I just like that it's like trigger. Yeah, there's trigger. Um, there'll also be triggers down if, if I remember correct. If it does have the touch capacitor. Here's also yeah, it looks like it has a side button. It has a there. side button there, so... It's definitely like a sneak visual upgrade from the initial PSVR. The question is, how heavy is it going to be on your It's not that crazy. Like, the, the regular PSVR... How long were you doing VR sessions for? Not too long. I was like an hour, hour and a half. Okay. Like. So, as someone who does a lot of uh, Beat Saber and does a lot of um, a lot of games in VR, my, my limit is an hour and a half. After that, the strain on my neck yeah. because of the cord. And because like you have the you have all the unit very front heavy, so you need something to balance it out, or else you're gonna start feeling yourself going like leaning yeah. forward. I, I would also think it depends on the game because a lot of the games that I have for my PSVR, like the action, 
Yeah. I, I have a bunch of those um, that are action shooters that are like, yeah, you gotta... Uh, I have straight up whipped my neck to the side and it was just permanently stuck like that. Because oh. like I, I felt it go crack and I'm like, oh, I'm not moving this anymore. <laughs> I was side talking the whole day like I was an N-gauge. Alright. Uh, we got about... 15 minutes left in the show, so let's go on to our main topic, which is God of War Ragnarok. Uh, so... If it's you, apparently a near-perfect game. I've, I, they, they pulled the so Zelda. The reviews have dropped. It's getting like 9s and 10s across the board, yeah. which, no surprise. Um, I was extremely fortunate. I did not get a review copy from any company, but a buddy of mine who I will not name, who works for a nameless organization... Uh, she was kind enough to lend me her account because she knows how much of a God of War fan I am. Uh, she was like, hey, just, you know, access my account, play it. When you're done, you know, just take the account off your PS4, uh, which is what I did. So I played yeah. it for the past two days. I beeline straight through the story, 23 hours, credits rolled, and I was beside myself in emotions. It's a very emotional tale, uh, continuing the father-son dynamic from the original God of War. 2018, which if you are if you remember our work, we did a video essay on it. We also one of my favorite reviews on it. Um, my initial concern for this game was I worried that it was just going to be 2018 God of War 2018, but slightly better, or just like a little bit more of God of War 2018. Those concerns dropped. After the first like hour or so, where I no longer cared about that question because I was like, "What they have here is different, so much different, so much better," um, and it's just incredibly well told. Like the biggest change, of course, is going to be the story. Combat hasn't really changed too much. You get one new weapon. Um, Atreus is a little bit better because he's older. He's been training with Kratos uh, over the three years of uh, training. Yeah, he's been training. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I just felt like just saying so, like um, that. It does things with the story that was very surprising because they take the prophecy of Ragnarok and the mural that you saw at the end of 2018. Yeah. And that is pretty much the driving force of this story where like Atreus is like, I want to figure out what this means. And Kratos is like, if we just ignore it, it doesn't have to happen. He's, his his whole thing is like, I want to protect my son. I don't want... I've already been through bad thing. No more bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> so Kratos' whole idea is like, I want to protect my son. I want to make... I want to ensure his safety. And if yeah. Ragnarok is what takes my son away from me, I don't want Ragnarok to happen. So if I can keep him here, watch over him at all times, then it never happens. Prophecy never comes... To, to you know, the cops never comes to fruition. Freya's thing is like, this will tell me about where I come from because he wants to know, you know, what were the giants like? He wants to know, you know, what were they like? How, what does it mean for me since I'm part giant? You know, it's about him finding out uh, himself. Uh, himself. Yeah. And that story is amazing. It's fantastic. It's, it's superbly well done. And I love how it's foiled, you know, you have Kratos and Atreus, and it's paralleled and foiled with Odin and Thor. Without giving away too much, it's literally like comparing the father-son dynamics of these two characters. Mm. And like, who's really the better father? Who's more of a 
a jackhole. The answer might surprise the, you. <laughs> who's more of the deadbeat dad? Yeah. <laughs> um, Bethesda is the answer. Yeah, <laughs> deadbeat Bethesda. They haven't made anything in a while. No, they're they're getting ready for what's it called coming out? Uh, Starfield. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Which actually looks good. So, uh, it's okay. Just sci-fi Skyrim. <laughs> I have no problem with that. I know you don't. Mm. I'm just tired of Skyrim. <laughs> no matter how many iterations of it. Uh, needless to say, God of War Ragnarok is not Skyrim. Great. It's not Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the combat's phenomenal. The music, Bear McCreary has outdone himself. Uh, if you get a chance to listen to the main theme, uh, you can tell the maturation just from the new main theme alone. Like, it's still the dun, dun, dun. Uh, but he's added so many different instruments and new chants and everything. And uh, it's just so good. Um, my written review will be out tomorrow as of this recording. So... Today's the 3rd. It'll be out November 4th. You'll be able to read my words and my full thoughts on God of War Ragnarok tomorrow. And um, we'll have that up for you on our website. I hope you guys have enjoyed the new nuts and bolts that we have here. But uh, stick around because in just a little bit, we'll have RJ and Joel continuing their Great Ace Attorney adventures. A lot of cases. Oh, my God. (laughs) Doing a chapter a night? Like, I think so. Not even a case a night? I think it's literally a chapter a night. Uh, that's, why they, that's why they're doing it for as long as they have. Because it's fun. Um, so we'll switch over to them in just a little bit. Uh, but as always, you can check us out on our various social medias. You have our website. Uh, I don't know if my son is still in the chat. But uh, if he is, you can do the commands now, buddy, if you're there. If not, I guess we'll just do them ourselves. So uh, we have our website where you can check out our podcast, our written content, and more. We have our merchandise over at our stream elements shop. So you can get our D hoodie, our D tank tops, as well as our D t shirts and our, all our Coco No Pro merchandise. Uh, speaking of Coco No Pro, you can check out our teaser trailer on our upcoming wrestling themed visual novel. And definitely check out our sponsor, Image Anime. Use our promo code DSCOUNTSHIP for free ground shipping on all in-stock items. Orders over $100 over at ImageAnime.com. Uh, we're going to cut it off here. I appreciate you guys coming through. Uh, and as always, until next time, you've been decoded. <laughs>